It's Wednesday Wonders, science fiction and fantasy on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hello, my dear passengers. Just a reminder, Chronosphere Fiction is listener-funded. The Chronosphere is in need of maintenance and upgrades, and you can help in two ways. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, and become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. That's less than 25 cents an episode. Or you can give a direct contribution on Venmo to at Fishbonius, F-I-S-H-B-O-N-I-U-S. We do need your help to keep these stories coming to you. And we want to keep things commercial free, so please help us out. Let's begin this episode. Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your pilot, Daniel French. You're about to hear episode 5 of Corporate Punishment, written by Stephen Chisholm, The First Floor. Once again, you're a fly on the wall in a beautifully decorated office, and our corporate overseer sits in his glass recording booth. Oh, hi, secretary. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What time is it? 3.30. 3.30? I hadn't realized I'd been at this so long. Why didn't you say anything? You've had your nose in that book all day. You seemed awfully concentrated on it, so I didn't want to disturb. Ah, uh, well, I should give it a rest. I think I have to visit a podiatrist, because my sight seems to be faltering. I think you mean an optometrist. No, never never mind. What's wrong with your eyes? Used to be able to find this little guy so easily when I was younger. What little guy? What are you reading? Waldo. Can't seem to find this camouflage scamp. Been searching for hours. Where is Waldo? What? Let me see this thing. Sir, this is Magic Eye. When did they change the name of the series from Where's Waldo to Magic Eye? Uh, I'll explain it later. But don't you think it's about time you get a little work done? It's nearly time to clock out. Yeah. I suppose Subject 2496G has got her work cut out for her. Of course, if she's still alive, that is. Alive? Is this woman in danger? Oh, yes. The dimension in which Subject 2496G currently stands thrives on violence. Has that not been apparent? Oh, was the group of lovable mailroom misfits supposed to clue me into this? She's wielding the Sword of Synergy, Secretary. Thought that was a gag. It's literally just an oversized letter opener. Let me tell you a thing about letter openers. See these scars? Christ, did you get your arm caught in a bear trap? Nah. 
Years of opening letters for the previous overseer. You did all that opening letters. No, don't answer that. Don't answer that. We wasted enough time. Let's just check in on Connie or uh, subject 2496G. Yeah, let's move on. My battle scars aren't for your entertainment. Anyway, <clears throat> subject number 2496G, Connie Bozeman. Date, Wednesday, October 5th. Time, irrelevant. Location, level one, operations. Where is everybody? All I see is a bunch of empty cubicles. It's the first of the trials, Connie. Operations. There must be someone around here who can help me out. Hello? No. Connie, we must proceed with caution. We're no longer denizens of the deep. There are no protectors of the parcel to watch over us. From here on, we must rely on each other. So many empty cubicles. Is it a Sunday? As I've told you, there is no concept of time on this plane. And you're sure I need to carry this giant letter opener around? I don't want to alarm anyone. The Sword of Synergy is the only hope of getting through these trials alive, Connie. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to find help. Both of us help. Find someone to get me out of here and someone to have a look at your head. Whoa! Why is there an enormous hole in the ceiling? And, and, oh my God, is that blood all over the cubicle? Shit, 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 what the fuck happened? Yeah, HR tag Jeremy. Woohoo! Who said that? Over here, cubicle behind you. Connie! Oh, hi. There you are. Yes. You can help me. But first, what the fuck happened here? Is that blood over there? Jeremy was looking at port on the clock. Molly from HR caught wind, and, well, the rest is history. Can't say I'm going to miss the guy. Loudest chewer. And dude would never shut up about his slow-pitched softball league. This Molly from HR. Did she kill Jeremy? From the looks of it, the ceiling collapsed on top of him. But what happened to his body? There's blood everywhere. Still wet, too. What can I say? He violated company policy and was beset upon by Molly from HR. You're saying human resources did this? Well, duh. Certainly wasn't the interns or cafeteria workers. Who else is supposed to enact fatal retribution upon those who violate the codes of conduct? I have to get out of the madhouse. Say... You said Jeremy played softball. If one were to leave for a supposed softball match, where would they exit? Don't be fooled, Connie. These vassals of the CEO, their minds are rife with with delusions, doddering husks whose only ambition is to their their overseer. There's no escape. I'd love to help you out, but as you can see, I have an incoming call. Incoming call? I didn't hear any ring. Good afternoon. You've reached Severance Incorporated. This is Dillett speaking. How can I be of service? Wait, so the phone lines work? Let me see. (laughs) Connor, how the hell are you? Phones are offline. And who the hell is this guy talking to? Yeah, tell that to his wife. (laughs) 
She's got the nose of a bloodhound. She'll smell that bullshit from a mile away. Well, this guy's of no help. There has to be someone else around. (laughs) (laughs) Connie, we need to be careful. Connie. Oh, wait up. Well, I guess it's no secret now. We're in the business of murdering people. Murder? You saw that blood splattered all about that cubicle. There's no way someone survives that. I didn't do that. I'm not saying that you did it, but we abetted it. I don't know how much of the guilt we shoulder, but this isn't ethical in the slightest. You heard the guy on the phone. Severance Incorporated, that's us. They're on another plane of existence. It's hard to explain. But this is someone like that movie, Minority Report. In what way? Both the movie and the TV series shared the same name. But that doesn't mean the movie is in any way responsible for the atrocities committed by the television series. I don't see how that's relevant Shush, here. Secretary, things are about to get wild. He asked me, you think I can get there with a three-horn? <laughs> and I tell him, well, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's even funnier because everyone knows the three-iron is dead. Don't tell me you're jumping on that three-hybrid train. With your five handicap, you'd be sticking with that three iron. Yeah, 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 Smitty. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been topping 185 with my three iron. Could, couldn't come close to that with, with the hybrid. That's because you're a 10 handicap, Sully. Once you move up to the big boys league, you'll learn. Sorry to interrupt, but I was hoping you guys could help me. Huh? Oh, the women's room is that way. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, right. Sully, the hybrid's more about accuracy. But you can still easily get within five yards of an iron with a good swing. No, I'm wondering whether you all can help me get out of here. Connie, steal yourself. What makes you so special that you get to leave early? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we work our asses off and here you are begging for an early dismissal. Say. I haven't seen you around here before. What's your role, anyway? That's the thing. I don't work here. Hence me trying to get the hell out of this place. You don't work here? An intruder? Or perhaps worse? She's trying to steal trade secrets! What? If I was some agent of corporate espionage, I'd have to be pretty bad at it because I couldn't even tell you what this company does. And why are you wielding that sword? Sword? No, this is a giant letter opener. It's a prop. Probably for opening those envelopes that giant sweepstakes checks come in or something. Connie, that is no prop. That is the sword of synergy. That is the only thing that's going to get us out of this mess. You're not helping, Chief. The sword of synergy, you say? Looks like this is a lot worse than we imagined. It's not a fucking sword. Wait, did someone say sword of synergy? Well, it's been some time since I've gotten to practice my golf swing. Whoa, that could have killed me. And where the hell did that golf club come from? Stroke one for you, Price. 
Now it's my turn to tee up. <laughs> Christ! These clubs are just materializing out of thin air! The sword, Connie! You must use the sword of synergy. <laughs> Spend too much time in the sand traps, Mitty. Yeah. Let me show you how to execute a proper backswing. <laughs> yes! Connie, now attack! I'm not gonna murder- <laughs> She got me in the liver, gents! Guess your days of cake stands are over, Schmitty. <laughs> Fuck! This isn't funny! He's bleeding out! Whatever. I was sick of Smitty never picking up the tab. Speaking of which, looks like this one's on me! Boy, into costals! Why are you doing this? I've told you, Connie. They do the bidding of the CEO. Speaking of bidding, we're doing football squares, if you two are interested. What? No! Your friends are dying! We need to help them! Suit yourself. <laughs> that really hurt! No kidding! Your arm's lying on the floor! Guess I'll have to up my handicap. What is wrong with you people? Where the hell is everyone? Yo! I have a few mailroom mavericks going postal over here! Who are you talking to? Just got off my call! I think Sam's taking a shit and runs off making photocopies, but I'll be over there in a sec. Let me just lock my computer. Connie, now's our chance. We need to get to the elevator. The elevator doesn't work. There's another elevator on the west side of the tower. That way. I hope you're right. Let's go. Well, Connie handily stuck those supernatural linksmen. I feel conflicted. I was rooting for Connie's uh, subject 2496G, but now I sort of feel sorry for those golf club-wielding cubicle jockeys. Though they did attack her, right? Ugh, I think the sight of all that blood is making me nauseous. Ginger ale usually settles my stomach, but all I have right now is Mountain Dew Code Red. Grab a glass. I'll pour you some. No, I'm good. Just, uh, let's just continue the playback. Looks like something's happening. Oh, yeah. Would you look at that? Looks like a bunch of hirelings have formed the mob. Where the hell are these people coming from? <laughs> the elevator just ahead, Connie. I'm coming! Hard to run with this letter-opening bastard sword, you know! Chet, what are you doing? They're getting away! Ritter's out of Siam. Just taking a minute to replace it. Never mind that! Come help us! Quick, quick, get in here, Connie! I'm here, I'm here! Close the goddamn door! Shit, shit, shit! <sighs> Fuck. You'll have my back when I wind up in court, right? What's that? You'll tell the jury it was all in self-defense, okay? Shh. What the hell did I get myself into? They left me no choice, though, right? Oh, are you talking about killing those guys? Yes! Oh, <laughs> that's normal. No, it's not. Ooh, seems you found yourself a soldier, Chief Emile. Though it appears she still has much to learn about this plane. Leave us be, you foul, unemployable fiend. One trial down. Ninety-nine to go. Hope you're not too winded. 
chosen one. Oh, hell no. I'm not doing this 99 more times. Unfortunately, you don't have any say in the matter. A sacrifice has been promised, and thus I must deliver. Though I must admit, your prowess with the Sword of Synergy has been a delight to watch. And I have no doubt my master revels in the violence. And there will be plenty more violence to come, you jobless swine. Isn't that right, Connie? No, no, no. Not if I can help it. Take me to the top right now. <laughs> Too late. Sword 2. Marketing. For once, I'm not upset you paused it. You don't look so good. You didn't enroll in one of those angina trials like I did, did you? I look unwell because I just witnessed several homicides. Well, I didn't actually see anyone die. A man's arm was cut off. I mean, their goal is to scale the tower and strike down the CEO. So some bloodshed was bound to be inevitable. Apparently. Remember, this is all occurring on another plane of existence. It's no different than watching The Sopranos. Except that Subject 2496G and those cubicle jockeys are real people, and The Sopranos are just a bunch of actors. Huh? You thought The Sopranos was a documentary, didn't you? No, no, I looked it up. James Gandolfini died. You think James Gandolfini was killed by a hitman? Okay, well, I have to get going. I'm not feeling well. Of course. See you tomorrow? We'll see. Very well. In that case, <clears throat> subject 2496G. Observation Terminal, signing out. Your corporate overseer was voice acted by Frank Guglielmelli, his secretary and worker golfer number two, is voice acted by Rosanna Jimeno. Connie Bozeman is voice acted by Caitlin Curtis. The Unemployable and the Cubicle Jockey is Spencer Fredericks. Male Chief Amil and Worker Golfer number three is Van Riker. Worker Golfer number one and the Copier Guy are Daniel French. Corporate Punishment is written by Stephen Chisholm. Production, Sound Design, and Music is by Daniel French at Fishbonius Sound Design. Please make donations to Chronosphere Fiction by using your Venmo to at Fishbonius, F-I-S-H-B-O-N-I-U-S, or go to website patreon.com slash chronosphere and become a patron. Thank you for once again flying on the Chronosphere. Until next time... Keep your cosmos clean.
Do not adjust your sets. You're tuned to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow on Mutual is Thursday Thrillers, our roundup of action, adventure, mystery, crime, drama, and thrillers, of course. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of diverse audio tales. Or find the Thursday Thrillers feed in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.